Welcome to Let's Get Healthy on Talk 1370. Brought to you by People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy. We're taking your calls live at 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Good morning. This is Dr. B with Let's Get Healthy. And Brad and I will be hosting the show this morning. We want to welcome our listeners in. We've got a great lineup this morning with Dr. Darren Ingalls, who has written an amazing book called The Lyme Solution. We will be speaking with him. And then following him, we will be interviewing with Dr. Kendall Stewart, one of my favorite mentors ever. And we will be talking about his work in the field of epigenetics. And um, yeah, so what do we got going on this morning? Uh, well, other than the unseasonably cold weather, um, not a whole lot. We're, uh, we're, we're enjoying the, um, just enjoying being on the radio. Uh, I was actually looking at your Facebook page recently, Dr. V, um, and it's Dr. Villanueva. Dr. Villanueva. Yes. We, we always say Dr. V if it's, uh, no, if it's, uh, north of San Antonio, south of, <laughs> south of Austin, people can say it, but. Yeah. Uh, you posted a, an interesting article from Forbes uh, on your Facebook page there uh, with the headline, Survey, Nearly Half of People Who Use Cannabidiol Products Stop Taking Traditional Medicines. And at uh, just the very, very beginning, the largest survey on CBD usage to date found that women were more likely than men to use CBD, and once they started using it, were likely to drop their traditional medicine. Um, so... Yeah, that's been a huge topic. Um, everyone's asking about CBD, and um, uh, so I, th I thought it I was. Hear it works well. I thought it was relevant to post it because it does work well. It's uh, you know a lot of patients are coming in calling it liquid gold. Really, it's it's well, at, the, at the prices that people sell it for. Is <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty expensive stuff. Um, you know, I I wanted to post that just to give some more information because I every day I have patients coming in and they have questions about you know what is this CBD oil, you know can it help me? Um, I can tell you that you know I have been using it with patients for a little over two years now. I started using it in patients specifically with systemic inflammatory issues. Uh, to help with that, um, along with anti-inflammatory diets, which is critical, right? You have to do that and and working in other areas too. But we're able to see really big changes on the lab markers when we are putting p patients on CBD so that we can get inflammatory issues back under control. And um, as of recent, you know, I, I've had a, a patient come in, her daughter brought her in, this, uh, this sweet old lady, she's in her 80s, and she has opioid addiction. Her doctors put her on opioids for pain. And, uh, you know, since she's been on the opioids, she's really gone downhill um, with her cognitive function. She's just not moving around. You know, she's physically inactive now because she's in the bed all the time yeah. from the opioids. And, uh, and now she's having other digestive issues and she's going into depression. She's having a hard time even formulating her words. And uh, we, are, we are going to, you know, to uh, you know, use CBD to help her to come off of the opioids. Uh, we've already started the process and so far we're getting very, very quick results with her. That's great. That's really interesting. I, yeah, I've, I've taken, uh, I try to do rounds with CBD. Um, you know, I look at the price and I think you gotta, you know, uh, and they, um, I find that it really helps me stay calm 
you know, throughout the day, being a stay at home dad, working with like a three year old and a, and a, and a tall and a baby as well, you know, they they can be a very frustrating situation and the CBD actually helps me keep, you know, uh, address those frustrating situations a little bit more level headed, you know, it, it actually does because it does affect the, the, some of the different receptors um, of the of the brain chemistry where that's involved. You know, people are even using it with their pets. Um, we were anticipating the big thunderstorms last night, and we have a dog who gets very, very anxious with that. And whenever we give him the CBD, it seems to work for like two days. He's just, you know, much more calm and, yeah. uh, and doesn't get scared. That's great. Um, I believe we've got Dr. Darren Ingalls on the line. Good morning, Dr. Ingalls. Are you there? I am. Good morning. Hi, good morning. good morning. Thanks for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you today. Oh, thank you. So I got a copy of your book and I I had the opportunity to briefly go through it. And I absolutely love the information that you have to share in here. Um, Dr. Darren Ingalls has written a book called The Lyme Solution. And, um, and will you talk to us a little bit um, talk to us a little bit about your book and why did you write the book? Sure. Well, I wrote the book because I got Lyme disease. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there, there's nothing like some personal experience to uh, give you a very quick education on, you know, treating uh, the illness. So I moved to Connecticut uh, about uh, 18 years ago and about a year into being there, I contracted Lyme disease. So, you know, I went through the same kind of uh, treatments and issues that many people with Lyme disease experience. And since then, now having treated thousands of Lyme patients, I realized we've got this, you know, huge growing epidemic, not just in the United States, but really around the world. And yet there are so many, you know, doctors and healthcare providers that are really uh, still in the dark about Lyme. So I wanted to, to write this book as a tool that people out there can really get educated about what Lyme disease is, because I think there's so many people who think they might have Lyme. And, you know, again, if you live in Texas where they don't really think of Lyme disease, uh, I see a lot of people from Texas that do have Lyme disease. And because sometimes it's a battle with their healthcare provider to, you know, try and get tested and get the information. So I thought I really wanted to have a tool that people could pick up, get the information about how to get it tested. And then I've got a whole protocol on how to treat Lyme disease. This is amazing. You know, we we do see patients come in that are misdiagnosed very often with uh, the same things that you were talking about in your book, that they come in and they're misdiagnosed with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. Um, you know, tell us, tell us why Lyme disease is an autoimmune disease as much as it is an infection and why the Lyme testing is so problematic. Well, the first part of your question about autoimmunity, you know, we know that a lot of microbes have the capacity to trigger the immune system in a way that really creates this autoimmune process where your immune system starts attacking, you know, your joints, your muscles, and even your brain. So at some point, you get past it just being an infection, like, you know, a sinus infection or bronchitis, and it really becomes this more systemic kind of illness. And, you know, we, we've actually got quite a bit of research showing that Lyme has the capacity to do this. And there's a concept in immunology called molecular mimicry, where there are molecules on the bacteria that mimic our own molecules on our muscles and our joints and so forth. So as the immune system tries to attack the bug, it accidentally starts attacking our own tissue. And that's why the symptoms of Lyme disease really involve 
you know, many, many body parts. You know, there's almost 100 different symptoms associated with Lyme disease. And a lot of that is because of this molecular mimicry. The testing itself is terribly problematic in that, you know, in 40 years of research, we've never, ever changed the criteria by which this test is done. And the test itself was never designed to be diagnostic. It was really intended to monitor people that had known Lyme disease. So if you go to the CDC's website and read about Lyme, it tells you it's a clinical diagnosis. And what that means is it's really based on your symptoms. So the piece of paper is really just to help validate our suspicion that someone has Lyme. But at the end of the day, you know, we really have to base it on, on the kind of symptoms that people have. You know, a good lab test uh, will be at least 95% sensitive, which means if you actually have the disease, there's a 95% chance that test will pick it up. Well, the current testing we have is only 43% sensitive, which means it literally doesn't even pick up half the people that have Lyme disease. So, you know, I, I encourage people to get tested anyway, and there are labs out there that do offer better testing. Uh, so if you think you might have Lyme, you definitely want to get in the hands of somebody who really understands Lyme and the testing. But, you know, at the end of the day, a negative test doesn't exclude the possibility of having Lyme. So, Dr. Ingalls, <clears throat> what is your advice if someone thinks they have Lyme disease and they've seen their doctor and the doctor says, you know, has it diagnosed it as Lyme disease? If they diagnosed it as something else, is there a way that they can talk to their doctor? What, what do you think that they should do? Well, you know, it's always a great idea, especially if you have a good relationship with your doctor, to have that conversation. I mean, you certainly can show them my book that has a lot of the information and the resources on how to get better information. But if your doctor's really resistant and they're just absolutely convinced you don't have Lyme, but they've never really taken the proper steps to evaluate it, then I definitely you know, recommend find a doctor who really understands Lyme. There are groups out there like what's called ILADS, the International Lyme and Associated Disease Society, that has a list of doctors that really understand Lyme. And, you know, you can, you can get the proper testing and the proper diagnosis. And it seems to me that, that, the, that the best outcomes for the patients are going to be when they find doctors that are going to actually really focus on the inflammatory responses and the autoimmune issues that are associated with the infection and not just the infection itself, correct? Absolutely. You know, Lyme is really a multi-system uh, problem. Again, we, we think of it so much as an infection, but that's really just the initial part of it. You know, when you, I see Lyme patients, we see that there's many other health issues going on. A lot of my Lyme patients have gastrointestinal problems. They've got gut inflammation. They've got other types of neurological inflammation. They've got, you know, joint pain. They've got other types of underlying immune dysfunction. So you really have to go through and look at each system and what's not working well. And, you know, I talk a little bit in the book about it's really about the terrain, perhaps even more than the bug. You know, you could have 10 people that all get, you know, bit by a tick that carries Lyme and not all 10 people will get Lyme disease. You know, what's the difference? And I think a lot of it has to do with the state of your health and the state of your immune system going into that tick bite. So what we're ultimately trying to do is we're trying to reverse a lot of these other underlying problems that are allowing that infection to become more problematic and perhaps even autoimmune. So if we really kind of focus on all these other body systems, you know, that's what really gives people the best outcome. You know, I love how you how you talk in your book about the necessity for gut repair and even how you go about it. One of the things that I talk to 
many people about whether it's whether it's in my you know series lectures that I give with people's pharmacy or individually with the patients is that you may need gut repair and not even exhibit any quote unquote gut symptoms like you know acid reflux or constipation or bloating or or different issues like that and there's so much talk nowadays about how gut is tied to your immune function and your inflammatory responses. And, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about about how you talk to your patients about how they may need gut repair when that's probably the last thing that was on their mind when they came in to see you for their Lyme disease for all their other symptoms. You know, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's the one cornerstone piece I think a lot of people don't really think of, uh, but 80 plus percent of your immune function comes from your gut. So if your gut's not functioning well, it's really hard for your immune system to function well. And what I find in my population is that many people have had gut problems for so long, they think it's normal. <laughs> you know, they, they've so had true. gas and bloating. And, you know, I, I've had other doctors tell my patients, you know, they have a bowel movement once a week that that's normal. I'm like, no, <laughs> that is not normal. That is very abnormal. That's horribly constipated. So <laughs> I think people don't necessarily even know what normal gut function is. And arguably, most of my uh, patients really don't have normal gut function anyway. So it's just so important that, you know, even though you might not feel like uh, you're having these kind of issues, it's uh, the integrity of your gut really impacts, you know, your disposition towards food allergies, how well your immune system is going to function. And again, we got so much research about the importance of your microbiome. These are all your normal gut microbes like bacteria and fungi and so forth that really help regulate so many different processes in the body. You know, we see it with weight metabolism. We see it with the immune system. We see it with mood and depression. It's just so important for our overall health and certainly for people that have already been on long-term antibiotics, whether it's for Lyme disease or some other infection, you know, all that has a potential damaging effect on those gut microbes. So it really is about, you know, restoring and repairing the gut to optimize, you know, your overall health. So Dr. Ingalls, let's go back to basics a little bit. Um, how common is Lyme disease and who is most prone to it? Well, we have about 300,000 new cases every year in the United States and about 65,000 cases each year in Europe we're seeing again really as a worldwide epidemic and even the world health organization has come out and said this is the fastest growing infectious disease in the world so it's extremely common and if you live in areas that are prone to having deer ticks deer ticks are the uh, way most people get lyme disease so new england and the central part of the united states wisconsin illinois minnesota tend to be the two hot spots where we see the most cases of lyme but really Lyme disease has been found in every state in the country. Uh, you know, down in your neck of the woods, you've got a different kind of tick called the Lone Star Tick, which isn't as known uh, as much to transmit Lyme disease, but it does transmit a lot of other kinds of infections that mimic Lyme disease. And when you get bit by a tick, you know, Lyme tends to be the one we think of most, but there actually are several other infections, we call them co-infections, that people can get that can cause the same kind of problems. It can still make you tired and give you joint pain and headaches and so forth. So as we're evaluating people, you know, we test for Lyme and all these different co-infections. But, you know, again, my, my thing with people, if they've had these long-term chronic health issues, 
particularly if it involves any kind of arthritic issue or neurological symptom. Uh, for me, that's a big red flag if it's never been tested to look at Lyme as a possibility. Interesting. Um, so uh, you you mentioned that in your book that it's also sometimes people are asymptomatic and they just don't show any symptoms at all. I mean, it just seems like such a uh, an elusive bug. It, it's uh, really gets away from you sometimes. Are there uh, common um, things that people feel like? That, is there something that when people, if someone thinks that they have Lyme disease, what's the best thing to do? What are the co- most common symptoms that they that they exhibit? Well, classic Lyme disease typically is characterized by there's a specific kind of rash that people get. It's called a bullseye rash. And if you look at the rash, it literally looks like a bullseye or a target where you've got these concentric rings of clear, red, clear, red, and so forth. If you see that, that's kind of a hands-down slam dunk. There's nothing else out there that causes that kind of rash. The other symptom that's very characteristic of Lyme disease is what we call migratory joint pain. And what that means is one day your right shoulder might hurt, and then the next day it's your left knee, and then the next day it's your right ankle. You know, you'll see this, this, this wandering pain that seems to move from one body part to another. Again, there's nothing else out there that we know of that causes that kind of symptom. So those two things are definitely red flags for Lyme. Beyond that, you know, headaches, fatigue, joint or muscle pain. You can even get a condition called Bell's palsy where one side of your face starts to droop. You can get fever, chills, swollen glands. You can get numbness and tingling in your hands and feet. Uh, all of those are, are associated with we more with acute Lyme disease. As it becomes more chronic, so if you've had it for a longer time, we'll often see more neurological symptoms. So people complain that they feel very clumsy, they trip a lot, they drop things, memory problems, cognitive impairment. Uh, all of these kind of things can be a red flag for Lyme. In fact, uh, a very famous actor, Chris, Chris, Chris Christopherson, was diagnosed with early stage dementia. And what they found is that he had Lyme disease. And once they treated his Lyme, his dementia completely went away. So when we see a lot of these neurological diseases like Alzheimer's and multiple sclerosis and Lou Gehrig's disease, again, we know what's going on in the body of cause, uh, the, the biological thing that's happening. But in terms of what the trigger is, I think in some cases, you no know, Lyme can be a trigger for these, these issues. It's really amazing. That is really amazing. You know, the take-home message, I think, here for our readers, you know, which they can read about this very specifically in your book called The Lyme Solution, a five-part plan to fight the inflammatory and autoimmune response and beat Lyme disease. You know, the main take-home here um, is going to be focus on strengthening your immune system, and you need to do that by changing the foods that you eat, going anti-inflammatory diet, making sure that you have you know, healthy gut function and and working on your other, you know, major engine drivers in your body to keep your body healthy so that you can keep this Lyme disease and its, and its you know, symptoms in remission. Absolutely. Good. And Dr. Ingalls, where can people find your book? So the book is available through uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any major retailer. And uh, they're certainly welcome to visit our website as well at DarrenInglesND.com, where we've got a lot of information about the book and Lyme disease. 
Well, Dr. Ingalls, we were so happy to talk to you today. Thank you for coming on. You know what? I would like to have you back on on the show again because, I mean, we could just go on and and talk more about this. There's (laughs) there's so much information that not only applies to people with Lyme's disease, but just applies for people with all autoimmune disease. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dr. Ingalls. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx, Austin's local holistic pharmacy. We'll be back in just a few minutes. When news happens, it happens here. Talk 1370, the right choice. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy on Talk 1370. Got a health question? Call us now at 512-643-LIVE. Well, that was a that was a great interview with yeah. Dr. Ingalls. Dr. Ingalls, yes, absolutely. And it's uh, his last name is spelled I N G E L S. In case it's not too intuitive, but um, Dr. V, why don't we do some uh, quick announcements here um, for peoples and the community? That sounds good. We've got you have uh, something coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Let's I've start got- there. Uh, so every second Thursday of the month at 7 p.m., um, I I talk over at People's Pharmacy. Um, we've been at the South location for a couple of years, but we've outgrown the space. We end up with standing room only. So we've moved to the North location, and um, or rather the Central location off yeah. North Lamar, close to the you know close in lo- in location to the Central Market up there. And uh, we will be talking on April 12th at 7 p.m. Um, this is, I believe, part four of my five-part series called Autoimmune Diseases, the Link Between Inflammation, Gut, and Epigenetics. It's, it's almost as if uh, you could be talking about Lyme disease. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty funny. A, a lot of the stuff that we talk on is, is, is right in line with what Dr. Ingalls talks about. We've got to support gut function. We have to support the immune function, and we have to control inflammation. And when we do that, we see a lot of different issues resolve themselves, um, you know, in addition to Lyme symptoms. And you say that's at the central, the wellness center central? Yes. So that's uh, 4107 Medical Parkway, Suite 100. Uh, and the phone number there is 512-420-9300. But I think we have Dr. Kendall Stewart on the line. I believe we do. Um, Dr. Stewart, good morning. Are you there? Hey, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm so excited to talk to you this morning. I want to introduce everyone to Dr. Stewart. He is a leading neurotologist and neuroimmune specialist, and he's the founder of the Neurosensory Centers of America, He practices here in the Austin area. He's been practicing since 1994, and he has extensive experience with advanced neurological and audio-vestibular diagnostic techniques. And, uh, and, And I have to say that Dr. Stewart is one of my favorite people, one of my favorite mentors. Thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank um, you for saying that. <laughs> so we're, 
I get a chance to talk with you for a few minutes and um, and and I I really want to share with people the work that you have done that is um, allowing more and more doctors around the country like myself to be able to find um, find the underlying causes of a lot of you know previously unresolved issues you know, without a doubt, genetic testing is changing the way that we approach disease and other chronic illnesses. But there's still a large percentage of patients and even practitioners who are not aware of this type of testing. Um, will you share with us how people benefit from from the genetic testing that uh, that that you offer? Well, sure. Um, there actually are three types of genetic testing that really medicine typically uses. The first is called exome sequencing, and that's really uh, the genetics of disease, which means that let's say a child has uh, some form of developmental problem, they will check all his genetics and look for some form of disease. And basically, many times they won't find anything, but these are the named diseases that really don't have any treatment for them. Then there's a second form, which is called pharmacogenetics, which is also fairly exciting, and that's basically being able to take your DNA and look at uh, which medications actually would work for you or which medications may be harmful for you. And then the most exciting to me is actually nutrigenomics, which is the newest of the forms of genetics. And that's basically where we're able to look at um, all the genetic markers of nutrition and how each nutritional element or uh, purposeful modulation of the body um, is able to be defined in a single person, meaning that I can tell you exactly how you're built, and therefore we can um, actually target each of your treatments just to your specific DNA, and that basically is involved in nutritional um, treatments. And this is, this is exactly the type of genetic testing that, uh, that you've really honed in on and what you are teaching doctors around the country about, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I, I use a kind of a funny analogy when I talk to most people. I'm saying, um, let's say you're going to make a vegetable soup. And this vegetable soup, you're a smart person. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go to the refrigerator, you're going to open it up, and you're going to see exactly what you have so that when you go to the store, you only have to buy what you need. Um, genetics is basically looking in the refrigerator and seeing what you actually provide your body adequately and what's actually needed. And so because the problem is if you go and you skip the store or excuse me, skip the refrigerator and when you go to the store, you've got to buy everything. And so the problem is most people when it comes to biochemistry and nutrition, uh, a lot of people are just throwing lots of things at it and don't really know exactly what they need and what they don't need. And genetics just defines that for us so beautifully. This is so true. You know, I also kind of tell my patients almost the same analogy. And then I always follow it with telling them, you know, the genes that we're going to look at in this in this particular test, these are your major engine drivers in your body. And mm -hmm. if these engines are not working, you're going to feel symptoms. And what we can do is, you know, while we don't have the technology yet to change the gene, we can change the expression of the gene. And and Absolutely. and by understanding how the gene is making the chemical reactions not happen properly and like you said, by understanding the biochemistry, we can go in, in essence, through the back door and we can give the body the ingredients that it needs in the right form, in the right amount, right? And just like you say, for the right indication, and then bam, you know, the engines start working again and the, and the patients start to feel better. Oh, there's no doubt about it. It's, it's absolutely, in, in my practice, been the most successful therapeutic in recovery. There's no doubt that most of the things that MDs 
unfortunately, we're, we've actually been taught to actually treat the symptoms more than treating the patient itself. So when you start dealing with proper nutrition, uh, adjusting inflammatory reactions, and basically just helping the patient refuel all the tanks, then you're going to have a, a patient that's, for the most part, going to wind up uh, feeling tremendously better. This is so true, and we're seeing that all the time. I just, I can't tell you enough how much I love your work, but you already know that. Let, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit um, about brain chemical imbalances. Um, okay. You and I both see, you know, so many patients with severe anxiety, depression, neurosensory mm-hmm. disorders, including, you know, ADD, ADHD, and other spectrum sure. disorders, oftentimes combined with a long list of other symptoms. Yeah. And there's a lot of attention being given um, to, you know, to MTHFR, for example, as a gene that could be causing these issues. But explain sure. to us, explain to us how this testing helps us to hone in on these brain chemical imbalances and why testing only for one gene like the MTHFR gene is not enough. Well, you brought up ADD and ADHD, which is kind of an epidemic in our society these days. And what happened in 2015 is uh, the whole world kind of got turned upside down as far as many of the psychiatric and neurological problems. Uh, There was a new form of PET scanning created that actually was able to see low levels of inflammation in the brain. In anxiety and depression and ADD, and all of these very common abnormalities that there were that was inflammation present in the brain and so all of a sudden the psychiatry world kind of got shocked because they they couldn't just talk neurotransmitters they had to talk inflammation too and so actually once we started looking at not only controlling inflammation we made many of those people better as well as helping them methylate but we also realized that there was actually two different forms of ADD that were neurotransmitter specific meaning There was the classic ADHD, which was based in dopamine, uh, which gives you problems with short-term memory and concentration and focus. And those are the kids that can't sit still and they run around and they disrupt the classroom. And and the second form, though, was actually a much more common form, and it's called inattentive ADD. It's the child who doesn't necessarily disrupt the classroom, but is just totally spaced out in the back of the room. And... You, you and I both know how, how common it is for parents to come in and say, my child just can't focus. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and adults and too. So, <laughs> that's correct. And so what we learned is that was a completely different neurotransmitter, and that was related to the glutamate-GABA balance. And so without the help of genetics, we didn't really realize that there were several neurotransmitters actually involved in this. And when you deal with the MTHFR, you're only dealing with typically with dopamine and serotonin and not the the glutamate GABA system. And so being able to see specifically where the problem really lies, and if you treat um, nutritionally incompletely, you're not going to get the results you want. So having a complete broad spectrum of understanding of the cofactors that are involved in creating these neurotransmitters, you're just going to be much more successful at having both the patient and especially the parent much happier. True, true. Um, You know, and... You're right. We're seeing it every day. And as more and more, you know, doctors learn about this type of testing and are able to apply it for their patients, um, you know, we're seeing just more and more resolution around the country for issues like this. The right. the genetic testing, you know, it's it's giving us the data necessary to understand why the patient has become ill. 
and what to do with the patient so that their body can restore itself again. So, I mean, this is without a doubt, this is the medicine of the future. It is precision medicine because this type of genetic testing that we're seeing, you know, it is providing the consistent outcomes. But can you share with our listeners, you know, how this genetic testing is helping people like specifically with anxiety and depression? Sure. Well, like I said, there was, you know, there was an inflammatory involvement in this. And so many times we'll have to come in and help the, help the patient actually control the, the inflammation first. Because if we come in and we put, you know, for instance, methylfolate in to assist at um, helping the patient produce dopamine and serotonin for the anxiety, but there's inflammation present, we may actually be able, we may worsen their anxiety for a short period of time because we didn't control the inflammation patient. And so, you know, what what precision medicine does is it tells us not only the specific things you need, but it also a lot of times identifies the the timing that we have to follow in order to, um, you know, get the person in the right situation or the right timing for the specific nutrient we need. And so there's some, you know, some art and elegance to this, but I always tell patients, you know, when you come to the doctor, you want to be selfish. You know, as far as um, classic allopathic medicine is concerned, we take everybody who is genetically different, stick them into a single group based on their symptom, and we see how effective a drug is. Well, when you come to the office, you, you want you want to be you want you or your child to be helped. You have no interest specifically in this large group of people. So. What's unique about it um, is that we can tell you specifically what's wrong with your particular genetics or your child's, and we're able to target and assist um, very easily um, once you get used to it, um, the ability of that person to maximize not only their quality of life, but also, you know, the, uh, the health factor that everybody's looking for in their life also. And, you know, this, these um, genetic tests that you, have, that you have developed, you know, it's, it's very affordable, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it, genes were, gosh, I remember when I had my MTHFR gene tested, um, I paid over $400 for that. Um, sure. <laughs> the, the genetics testing, it's really come a long way. It's very, very affordable. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, going back to what you were talking about that you're able to, you know, put a plan of action together for the patient. Um, the genetics testing is even showing, showing us how to put a plan of action together and what we need to do first. It kind of helps us to uh, triage because we're not only looking at the genes that are, you know, driving the production of the brain chemistry, but we're looking at the genes that are that are um, helping to control inflammation and helping to control our immune system function and our gut function. Talk to us a little bit more about some of these other categories of genes and and how well, they are impacting. Well, you know, I like to say that God's very smart. He never uses one thing for one thing. So when you start um, looking at nutrition, you start to realize that um, one thing does not just affect one system, one thing starts to affect multiple systems. And so the immune system, the gut, the the brain itself, those are all tied together very closely and you can't really impact one without impacting all of them. And so, you know, what we find out in most people who get into trouble with most of these inflammation and neurotransmitter categories is they just lack um, 
they lack off switches for inflammation and they just lack specific targeted neurotransmitters. So if we can get in there and help them turn their inflammation off, because unfortunately life is a little challenging and inflammation comes in all forms and fashions. And if you specifically have gut problems, uh, that's probably one of the worst forms of inflammation you can get. Most people don't realize that if you stretch out the gut, it's the size of a tennis court. So I like to tell my patients, imagine you've got a sunburn over the size of a tennis court stuck in your in your abdomen. That's a lot of inflammation that can keep driving these problems and can just never let you overcome the you know, the, you, you can never get over the hump to establish the wellness that you're really looking for in your life. And these people are desperate. You know that. They've been to a lot of doctors, and a lot of doctors, unfortunately, in the MD realm, we tend to focus on specific areas instead of looking at everything holistically. So what genetics is wonderful at doing is making sure that the person who's looking at the genetics is looking at the body as a whole and not looking at individual systems. Oh, absolutely. As a holistic doctor, I absolutely love that. I mean, you know, I remember I remember years ago whenever we would be working, you know, with gut repair, which holistic doctors, we do that all the time, right? We're always working right. with gut function because we know that it's affecting the person's immune system, their inflammatory response, their brain chemistry and pretty much everything else in their body. And, um, you know, one of the one of the products or one of the types of things that we could use was a, you know, glutamine based substances, um, you know, combined with other herbals to help sure. to help heal the inside of the gut. But what we didn't know is when that like one out of 50 people would would call us the next day and say, oh, my God, I you know, started having panic attacks after I got after I got on this right. product and we, and, yeah. we, and we were puzzled as holistic doctors. We didn't understand why the patient was responding like that. But now with the genetic testing, uh, we, know, we, we know when we do gut repair, you know, we can be very precise with the type of, uh, with the type of, uh, of, of, of compounds that we give to our patients. In some cases, we can't use a glutamine-based compound. Right. And so, you know, everybody wants to... Um, Everybody wants to feel special with their physician, and that's what's so great. You, you're actually able to target specifically them and not talk about generalities, and it's just a much more complete package for the for the doctor-patient relationship. It just establishes a very um, a very caring, a very targeted, a very specific, a very um, I guess it's uh, spiritual almost, and uh, understanding how everybody's built, why they're the way they are. People feel so relieved to know that they are not unusual and that other people suffer from these things. And, you know, that's just kind of the art of medicine. But what genetics does is lets us target it to one person and not to a group of people because nobody really wants to be labeled. Oh, exactly. Well, you know, we're able to look at their their individual genetic blueprint, and then we know what to do to get their bodies working again. That's exactly correct. Thank you so much for for coming on the radio show with with us this morning. We've been just so thrilled to to have you. Um, I want to share with our listeners that you have a really awesome podcast series. It's called Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Um, for all of our listeners out there, it's awesome. They're easy to listen to. They're they're so informative, and um, I've even gone in and listened to several of them myself. It's just it's 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 a lot of information that you can get grab, and um, and if you want to know more information, you can also um, 
uh, Google Dr. Stewart online. What is your website for the Neurosensory Centers, Dr. Stewart? Well, it's um, neurosensorycenters.com. But it's also, you can find me through drkendallstewart.com. So there's lots of ways to get to me. <laughs> What's the best way to find that podcast of yours, Dr. Stewart? Uh, you go to coffeewithdrstewart.com and it'll pull up the podcast and you just kind of look at, we, we try to target each one of them for a specific indication. So just look down the list and see what you're interested in. And, you know, it's my sister. So remember my sister's interviewing me and she's not a medical professional, but she's also pretty, pretty tough on me to make sure I answer all the questions. I think that's what sisters are for, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, keep us in line. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I would love to have you back on the show at some point and sure. we can maybe hit on some other, you know, common ailments that uh, people are suffering with and how, again, we can approach it very specifically utilizing the genetic testing. Yeah, well, I'd love to do that. Thank you. Have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dr. Stewart. Okay. See you later. Thank bye you, bye. Dr. Stewart. Bye-bye. So we have just, a, I think, a, about a minute or so before our next break here. Let's. Um, uh, the I, th I think we've got a couple of more events. We've got a lot of events. No, it's it's almost <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> we've got the uh, we've got uh, at the People's Wellness Center North um, on Monday, April 9th at 7 p.m. We'll be talking about the dangers of eating healthy um, and. I think when's coming up on Wednesday, April 11th at 7 p.m., stress and adrenal health. And we've got at the People South location, we've got a Reset Your Metabolism. It's a 10-day cleanse, and that starts Thursday, April 12th at 6 p.m. And then um, we've got, uh, tell us about the uh, community events, or which one were we talking about? The Texas Veg Fest, Saturday, April 7th. Yeah, so uh, we have the Texas Veg Fest Saturday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Fiesta Gardens. Um, and you can find out more information about that at www.texasvegfest.com. That's V-E-G fest.com, uh, which should be a real blast, I think. Um, a lot of people are going to be out there. You can find a lot of good, inf good information and probably uh, a bunch of good food, it seems like. So... We hope to see you out there. That sounds good. Thank I, you, everyone, we, for joining us today. Yeah. Um, thanks for, yeah. yeah Are we'll, we done today? No, I think we got this. Do, is we, still, do we still have a little bit of time? Yeah, we've got a little bit of time. So oh, the this time is, flies. This is, this is Let's Get Healthy, a show sponsored by People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy, and we'll be back in just a minute. More cutting-edge health information is just around the corner. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx on Talk 1370. We'll be right back. The right choice for breaking news first. Talk 1370. The right choice. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy on Talk 1370. Got a health question? Call us now at 512-643-LIVE. All right, and welcome back to Let's Get Healthy. Um, that was, uh, I guess, as the layman in the room, listening to you and Dr. Uh, Stewart talk about epigenetics and genetic testing, it was really 
mean, it's super fascinating stuff. Um, it's amazing that, that the technology is there. I really liked his advice of um, being selfish when you go see the doctor and really advocating for yourself and, uh, you know, the next patient, of course, you want them to do well too, but you have, you know, you need to be interested in you and your own stuff. So uh, what, in your own practice, you deal with epigenetics as well or? Yes, uh, I would say that that's the, that's the core of what I do because what Dr. Stewart has been able to provide for practitioners around the country is a way to look at your genetic blueprint to see, you know, not only what engines are not working, but but why they're not working. And so it's very individualized, personalized medicine. I'm not going to do for you uh, the same thing that I'm going to do for the next person or the next person after that. No. Everybody is going to have a different type of, 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 of treatment plan. For example, let's, you know, we can even tie in Dr. Engel's book, uh, you know, the Lyme, the Lyme Solution. One of the things that he really hones in on and focuses on is, is the necessity of looking at gut function and, and doing gut repair and maintaining a healthy gut biome well, when we look at the genetic test, we can understand what could be creating or what could be allowing the gut biome or the ecosystem of the gut to break down, and then we'll know exactly how to keep it going. We, we can also look at certain genes that, that will even show us as holistic doctors what kind of compounds that we need to give them to heal the gut. You know, like I mentioned when I was on, uh, you know, interviewing Dr. Stewart a minute ago, some people we can use L-glutamine-based products. And other people, we would, you know, we would need to use different products because if we use an L-glutamine product, it's going to cause some brain chemical imbalances that are going to cause, you know, anxiety in the patient. So yeah. this genetic testing allows us to be super, super specific. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's, uh, it seems like it's really the future of medicine. And um, I mean, I wonder where the, uh, where the technology is going. I mean, there's, you hear about different things like CRISPR where they can uh, edit genes and I mean, it's it's really amazing stuff what's going on um, with medicine nowadays. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next, you know, 10 years, and Dr. Stewart could probably answer this much better than I, but... Next time he's on, we'll ask Yeah, him. the next time he's on, we need to ask him this question because, you know, I, I always tell the patients, well, we don't have the technology right now to actually change the gene itself. We can change the expression of the gene. So we can, you know, the genes are driving the biochemistry in the body. They're driving the chemical reactions to happen. And and if the and if the gene is mutated, then the gene loses its ability to make particular chemical reactions happen. For example, maybe maybe the gene that drives dopamine or serotonin production, it's mutated and it's not able to drive the chemical reactions to produce that. And, you know, so we have the technology to 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 get the gene to express itself properly. But, you know, I'll bet you in the next 10 years, maybe sooner, I don't know, that we'll actually be able to change the gene itself. That I'm not sure. But like I said, I'll bet Dr. Stewart well, knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're coming up on the end of the show here. Dr. Elena Villanueva, how can people find you? Oh, well, people can find me at modernholistichealth.com. Uh, so you can just Google modernholistichealth.com. We also have a Facebook page as well. 
um, people are welcome to come to the series that I have. Um, you know, we do a five-part series. We've been doing it. I think this is our third year in a row to to host this with, with People's Pharmacy, where we talk about very common conditions from from anxiety and depression to uh, to leaky gut to, you know, thyroid disorders um, and autoimmune diseases. And we link it back to the genetics and we show case studies. I love showing case studies of actual patients and taking taking the audience, you know, uh, through the journey of of what was going on with the patient when they came in. This is what their labs looked like. This is what we found in the genetic testing and then showing them the outcomes. And so, you know, people are welcome to come if they want to come and listen to our next one, which is next Thursday. That's great. Um, and I guess there is one more event that I think that we uh, haven't mentioned yet. Edible Austin Children's Picnic is happening tomorrow from 1 to 5 p.m. at Rosewood Park. So any of you... Uh, parents out there with kids looking for something to do the weather should be much nicer tomorrow um so hopefully we'll see you out there and uh again if there's any uh if you want to go to our website at peoplesrx.com to find out more information about all of the upcoming events our locations um phone numbers addresses stuff like that all is going to be at peoplesrx.com um and uh Give us a call. Reach out. All of the the we have uh, the events and the uh, talks and uh, all that stuff is going to be usually in the evening, so pretty convenient. Seven p.m., six p.m., stuff like that, at all different locations. So go to the website, find it, call us, uh, and get 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 in there and see see great doctors like Doctor Villanueva and talk. Aww. You know, figure out figure out how to help yourself. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I, I want to say too, to all of our listeners, you know, thank you for tuning in. We, we work hard at finding great lineups of, 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 of doctors to come on board and authors and other health practitioners to come on board so that we can share information with you as a community resource. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Healthy uh, by People's, People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy. Have a great weekend. She's a good girl, she's crazy about Elvis, loves horses, and her boyfriend too. And it's a long day, living in Reseda, there's a freeway running through the yard. Thanks for listening to Let's Get Healthy with People's Rx on Talk 1370. Tune in again next Saturday at 9 for another hour of cutting-edge health and wellness information from People's Rx, Austin's favorite pharmacy.